Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is How to Invest in Apartment Buildings Successfully. If you go on the internet and you Google how to buy an apartment building, you will read many articles, many different things out there on the steps on how to buy an apartment building. They're all wrong. Sorry to break it to you, they're all wrong. So here are the steps that's on the internet that are the basic steps that an average investor would teach you to do. It seems like it's okay. So find a good property, right? That's normal, right? Get it under contract, do your inspections, get bank financing, hire a local and good property manager, and then close the deal. That seems like normal steps, right? Normal good steps. And it's wrong. It's all wrong. If you do that, you know what's going to happen. Let me share with you what's going to happen. You're going to overpay for the property. You're going to pay more than the property is worth if you follow those steps. Number two, you're going to have no cash flow, if not dismal cash flow. Okay. Number three, if you decide to resell the property after following these steps, you're going to lose money. And lastly, all of this equals regret. You're going to be sorry that you bought this property using these steps right here that seem to be normal. So I'm going to share with you how to do it the right way. Let's do that next. All right, before I jump into the how-tos, what I'm going to share with you is there are four types of apartment investors. And you're either an apartment investor or want to be apartment investor, you fall in one of the four uh, categories I'm going to share with you. And the reason why I'm going to share that with you is each one requires a different skill set. So now do you see what I mean? If you follow just a generic script, why you will not be successful because each type of investor requires uh, a different strategy. So uh, there are four types. You have the builder, you have the holder, you have the exchanger and you have this syndicator. Four types. The builder is going to buy the apartment building, is going to renovate. You're going to stabilize the property after the renovation. After the stabilization, you're going to season the net operating income. Season it in a while. What I mean by that is you're going to have a period of time, like 9 or 12 months, of great cash flow showing that the higher NOI now equates to the forced appreciation goal you have because as you know as you increase the NOI you increase the property value so if you keep it there for a period of time you've proven to lenders or whoever you're going to sell to that the property is worth more so you're going to season the NOI for a period of time and then you're going to do a refinance to cash out refi pull out all of your down payment and repeat the process this is called the builder. So he's buying, he's fixing up, he's doing a cash out refi, he's keeping the property, and he's buying another property. So he's gonna build upon each property. Next is the holder. The holder is gonna do the same thing, he's gonna buy, he's gonna renovate, he's gonna stabilize, and then instead of seasoning the NOI, he's gonna hold it for long-term cash flow. So you're gonna hold the property. This is the holder. So they're going to buy, fix up, stabilize the property, and hold on to it long-term. Kind of what I do now. Next, we have the exchanger. And the exchanger is a person that's going to buy, renovate, stabilize, cash flow, and then you're going to sell and do a 1031 exchange. 
which in essence is basically you buy a property and then you you fix it up, you make it worth more, and then you sell it, and you can defer all the capital gains, all the profits, if you buy an equal or larger property, and you just roll over to a larger and larger and larger and larger property, kind of what I've been doing for the last 20 years. Next is the syndicator. The syndicator is going to buy their property with investors. Exciting. It's going to still do the renovate, still going to stabilize the property, going to seize the NOI to force the appreciation. Then he's going to exit the property, going to exit by selling it, paying back the investors a healthy returns, and then repeat the process. And so this is the syndicator. Okay, so these are the four types, the builder, the holder, the exchanger, and the syndicator. Next, what I want to do is, is get into the nitty-gritty, my favorite part, the numbers and the how-tos. All right, in this part, I'm going to break down how to invest in apartments generically and how to invest in apartments successfully the right way. I'm going to share with you the missing piece, and you have to get this piece. If you don't understand it, don't invest. Don't invest. Don't waste your money. All right, so now, see if you can follow me here, and then after this, I will do a quick summary to make sure you understand this, because it is that important. So we have a 24-unit apartment building someplace in the Midwest, okay? I'm just making up this deal. So I'm breaking down to income, expenses, and why the market cap rate for that area, and then the value of the property. Now, let's assume that you found this deal from an agent or a seller directly. All right, just a, just a basic deal, and the income is $230,000 per year. How did I do that? All right, so basically... I'm just assuming each of these units here, they rent for $800, so I just do the math, 800 times 24 units, then I multiply that by 12 months, and I get my yearly figure of $230,400. Follow me? And then I'm going to subtract my expenses. My expenses are about 30%. So when you see something from a seller and agent, they'll use around 30, you know, 30 to 35% as the expenses. And then you subtract your, from your income, your, your expenses, that gives you the NOI of 161280 That's your NOI. And then the market cap rate uh, in this area is 6%. So if you divide the market cap rate into your NOI, you're going to come up with their property value. So 161280 divided by 6%, check it out yourself, equals the property being valued at $2,688,000. So that's what they're selling it for. They're selling it for $2.688 and this is how they substantiate why you should pay the $2.688,000,000. Follow me so far? This is what's presented, and this is the problem. All right, this is what we teach our students to do to make sure we end up with properties that cash flow, we don't overpay, and then we have no regrets. So I'm going to call this commercial property advisors slash us. This is how we teach our students. Same deal. This is 24 units, but our income is lower than what they're proposing. You want to know why? Because they have left out here vacancy. You are not going to have these 24 units filled up for 12 months, 100% of the time. So you're going to have people moving in and out. 
you're going to have vacancies. So I'm just going to be conservative and take off 5% from this 230000 So automatically, I'm dropping the income to 218. You see the difference right there? Next, this is the biggie. Okay, so in this particular city, this 24 units, the seller or the agent will say, oh yeah, expenses are 30%. We know it's not. You know why? Because we own properties all over the country. We know how much stuff costs and what property expenses should be all over the country because we've been doing it for 20 years. That's kind of a secret that we have in-house. No one else has this data. So I know that this property is going to cost you about $4,000 per unit. So 4,000 times 24 is 96,000. That is how much is going to cost the operator's property for the year. Not 69,120 is not going to happen based upon our 20 years of experience. So that will drop our NOI by quite a bit. The NOI they're saying is 166. It is actually going to be 122. So you can see there's a huge difference in NOI and subsequently a huge difference in cash flow. So you see the mistake of, of believing this and following this process here? Now, I'm gonna take the same NOI, 122, 880 divided by the market cap rate. The market cap rate doesn't change. It stays 6% all across the board. So if I do 122,880 divided by 6%, the property value, according to us, is 2,048,000. They're saying it's worth 2.6. It is not. There's a $600,000 difference. Do you see that? So if a person believed these numbers, they're going to pay around 2.6. They would have overpaid by a half a million dollars. Do you see why you can't follow the generic script? You have to follow uh, wisdom here. You have to follow experience here. You have to follow the track record here. This property is worth 2048000 not 2.6. So that's the big difference here. Now, the other consideration and what this side tends to leave out is the performance side. What the property could do in terms of rents based upon your research. Sometimes you'll get a brochure or a seller will tell you, my property could be doing this or it could be doing that. Don't believe them. Do your own research and find out what it, what it can actually do. That's what we teach our students, how to get the data of what the property could do in the future. Because sometimes we will base our offer uh, and pursue a deal based upon what it's doing today, but also what it can do tomorrow. It's very important to us. So I'm going to call this column Performa or Projected. Based upon our research in this area, this 24 unit, the owner hasn't raised the rents in five years. So we know we go in and do renovations and things like that. We can get the, the rents up. Each of the 24 units, about $150. Right now, the rents are $800 a month. Over the next couple of years, we'll get them up to $950 per month. So $950 times 24 units minus 5% vacancy is $259. So I'm buying it at this level. Over the next few years, I'm getting the rents up to produce this income. I'm going to subtract the same expenses. I'm Remember, I'm not using their expenses. I'm using tried and true and experienced bona fide expenses. That's higher. My new NOI comes out to be 163,920. Again, 6% cap rate. Now, after a couple of years, the property is worth 2.7 million. So if you can spend a couple of years of doing this work, look at this worth, 2.7 million. But if you bought it here at 2.6, 2.6ish, and you put all this work into it to increase the rents, and then now it's only worth 2.7, you have overpaid. 
Do you see what I mean? So you you have overpaid uh, in in two ways initially and at the end you overpaid. So this part is the missing key. Knowing how to do this is the missing key, and this is what we drill into our students how to do this. This is a process. This comes from experience. This is not in a book. This is all from experience. So now what I want to do is I want to just summarize this with some really important topics so that when you go out there, I want you to be successful. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to summarize this so you can see and just take everything here and, and absorb it. Let's do that next. All right. The first thing I'm going to say is what I just went over, okay, the seller agent side, uh, our side, and the performa, I call this the past, present, and future. It's the past because that's what they've supposedly reported in the last 12 months in terms of income expenses. This is the present. It's our present, okay? Not their present. Okay? Our present of how the property will perform based upon commercial property advisors' experience, based upon 20 years of our experience, how the property will actually perform. Not that. So you're going to make your offer based upon this. You're going to make your evaluation plans for the future based upon this. Not that. Okay, this is the present. And this is the future. So every property needs to have something to look forward to. Our bread and butter, our business model here is to buy a property, fix it up, season the property, stabilize it, make it worth a whole lot more money, and then do a cash out refi or buy something larger, exciting things like that. So you can only do that if you know what the future looks like. It takes skill there. Now, here's the main point I want to make here. A couple main points. You need to verify the past, present, and the future. You verify. You're not asking the agent or the seller to verify. You verify. It's a skill you need to have. And if you can't verify the past, present, and future, don't do the deal. It is simple as that. I share with you the, the, the type of regrets you're going to have if you don't do the past, present, and future. Know how to calculate it. Number two, you need to have a goal. I'm going to share with you what the goal should be if you want to purchase or invest in an apartment building successfully. Your first goal is to buy a property that's priced under market. Here, that's number one. That takes skill. That's what we teach our students to do. Number two, you want to be able to buy a property where you can raise your rents. If you do that, you can force your appreciation and that opens up a whole lot of options for you. And number three, this makes a lot of sense. You want to be, be located in a good neighborhood. Right. So, you know, the saying you can you can fix a property, but you can't fix a location. So the location where the property is located, it has to be conducive to renting out apartments. OK, so no bad neighborhoods. So those are three goals. Price under market, ability to raise rents and be located in a good neighborhood. So I just gave you what your goals are. And if you can do those three things and apply this, we're talking uh, successful. You're going to be successful here. The last one is uh, just a reminder. You need to know what type of apartment investor you're going to be. Are you going to be the, the builder? You're going to be the holder? Or are you going to be the exchanger or the syndicator? Thanks everyone for hanging out with me. Really appreciate you. If you want more, visit our website, commercialpropertyadvisors.com.